A few weeks ago, some of our staff members had the pleasure of attending this wonderful missions conference in Texas called Beyond the Walls, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. Next on Table Talk, hosted by Covenant Methodist Church. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whichever it is through the magic of technology. My name is Nick Shepard. We are so glad that you're joining us here uh, on our table talk today from Covenant Methodist Church. I believe it's actually officially Covenant Methodist Church as of Monday. Uh, My name is Nick Shepard. I am our student minister here. Um, Take a second to introduce our lovely guests for today. You are not a first-time person on this podcast, are you? No, I got to be lucky first. We did the first podcast, Kyle and I. Yeah, you should probably say your name. because Yeah, that's the fun thing. Oh, oh, <laughs> and, 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 and who am I? Yes, I am Barbie Nolan. I'm the missions coordinator here at Covenant. And uh, yeah, this conference was right up my alley. That is what we're going to be discussing today. We'll get to what that is in just a second, um, kind of going through our shared experience. We have another very special first-time guest who I'm quite fond of. <laughs> uh, I'm Lauren Shepard. No relation to Nick. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Nick is my husband. Um, me and my family, we've been at Covenant for almost 20 years. My name used to be Lauren Barfield back in the day, so you may know me as that. But um, yeah, so I am the executive administrative assistant, so I help Kyle out on a daily basis. And my new position is now that I am the student coordinator, so I help Nick out as well. Yeah, she does. Okay, so like we said a second ago, we're here to discuss our experience. Um, A couple weeks back, we had the honor of attending this really cool thing called the Beyond the Walls Conference in the Woodlands, Texas. It was myself, Lauren, Barbie, and also Kyle um, our pastor and his wife, Deandra, and it was a missions conference, as you may have gathered from what uh, Barbie said a second ago, but it was so much more broad than that, too. It wasn't just about mission trips, it, and we'll speak to that, but it kind of addressed every area of the church, casting this picture of the church that's really moving beyond the walls, always facing outward, always moving to the unreached in every area of what we do. So, just initial thoughts. What do we think about the conference? It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. And as someone who, in the beginning, I was like, well, I'm just kind of like a little tag along because, you know, my husband's going. But um, as now someone who's a part of the youth team, I found it very insightful because at first I thought, I was like, oh, it's just going to be about missions. But it really, it hit on so many different ministry points. And as someone who hasn't really been in a ministry position for very long, I mean, I just started full-time, like not even, I think it was a week ago now. It it was a very excellent way how to start kind of my ministry journey at Covenant. And it was it was very fulfilling and I learned a lot from it. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was it was a great conference. Um, as they are typically formatted, there were keynote spoke speakers and breakout sessions. Um, we broke into several different sessions, so we tried to get as much out of the conference as we could. Um, I do love also, like you said, it was um, primarily about missions, which I am definitely all about, but there was some great worship, just some moving of the Holy Spirit. It was a good time of just refreshing and revival for us, you know, personally as well. Um, I And just like you said, it's a very cool way to learn. And we said this so many times, you're trying to drink out of a fire hydrant. So much information. But between the keynote speakers, um, I think the three keynote speakers were Daniel Strickland, David Platt, Drew Kula. You may not know that name. He's a gentleman 
um, who's big in the African uh, United Methodist Church. Uh, and then all these different keynotes and hearing stuff about church planting, church multiplication, how do you live missionally with Gen Z, what is contextual ministry. And, and we can speak to more of this specifically later on, but I, I would echo all that. I think this was an amazing experience. A little bit of a, of a letdown, though. The next one isn't happening till like 2025. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, okay, so let's kind of work on our takeaways. So we'll talk about uh, takeaways for our areas of ministry um, and for ourselves. But let's start with what's some stuff that you're kind of dwelling on for your day-to-day ministry from the Beyond the Walls conference? Well, for me, um, it was really just a re-emphasis of, of um, just the the need for us to be out beyond the walls. And I love that we went as a team and we came back together and we're, we are still um, processing all of it. Like you said, it was like a fire hose. So uh, we still have a lot of uh, debriefing to do, but um, I'm just so excited that um, Covenant, j- just just for us all to move and be um, as a culture, really just trying to change the whole culture of our church where we, we each of us realizes that mission is the church. I mean, it's God's call on our lives. And I think it's so easy to put that in this weird siloed, mindset sometimes and and I've either been at these churches or known people who do where it's hey at this church we have the missions person they're just doing their thing and that's it doesn't really inform the rest of what you do right and I I worry sometimes that we we tend to move that way because we think oh we have a missions budget we have a missions coordinator but if you really catch the vision for how the Bible talks about the church moving beyond itself, not looking inward, not just focused on our community, but really pushing outwards, hence the name, it affects everything we do. It should affect student ministry. It should affect, obviously, pastoral stuff. It should affect kids, really every aspect of us. So I understand that completely. It's a re-emphasis. It's a, hey, let's recommit to this thing. Um, Lauren, what are you kind of dwelling on? Well, um, I got to take what we learned from the conference and almost immediately put it into practice because a week after, well, it wasn't a week, I think it was five days after we got back, we had our girls event called Legacy, which for those of you who don't know, we did start doing a youth girls event last year. We call it Legacy. It's for all of our 6th through 12th grade girls. And the whole purpose of the event is just to talk about the legacies left behind and the women in the Bible before us and also the legacies that we're crafting for ourselves. And it was really interesting because uh, this year I actually decided on the theme community several months ago before I was ever invited to go to the conference. So it was just like this perfect, it was just this perfect, like, um, I don't want to say perfect storm, but it was just this like perfect opportunity for me to learn and instantly implement what I had taken away from the conference. But Anyway, so um, our theme at Legacy was community, and one of the speakers we actually had at the conference was a 16-year-old girl named Brooke. And y'all, when I say this girl just brought the Spirit, and she she was just filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit, and it was incredible just to be taught by someone who is 16 years old, and you can tell she was just so passionate, and it was it was incredible. So coming back to Covenant and saying, that's what I want to put into our youth, it was it was so awesome to see our girls. We did um, two different 
kind of missions-based projects. So we made bags for um, Fane Elementary, and Barbie can tell you more about that if she would like to, but um, they actually colored and designed all these bags. So it was just an extra personal touch for the kids who received them, and then we prayed over them. And our girls actually wrote letters to um, some of the people in the 830 congregation um, just to try and reach out. And I know Nick already used the word silo, but um, that's something that Hayes used to say to us all the time is to get out of our silos. And that was really my push ever before I went to the conference was I need to get these girls out of the youth room and try and get them more involved in the different spaces at Covenant and not be so isolated. And it was incredible to see when you have that missions mindset and really put an implement towards that, these girls just like ate it up. And it was so incredible to see how lovingly they poured into these letters and how they were just so intentional with even making these bags because we gave them like 50 minutes to do it, but they still wanted more time. And having having them say such a sweet prayer over it, it was just, it was a really awesome experience. So kind of going off on a tangent, but it was, it was really incredible to be able to instantly implement what I'd learned at the conference to something right here at Covenant. I think it's easy for those experiences, whether you're talking about, oh, I'm working in ministry and I go to a conference, or even if you're a student and you go off and have this kind of spiritual high moment and you come back, like it's very easy to disconnect that experience from your actual day-to-day life. I, I, I do think it was really special to be able to say, all right, let's pivot. We just learned about this. Now let's do it. Um, and, and one of the things that I'm taking away for myself is I think as somebody who's relatively new to my position here at Covenant, I, I think I'm still the new guy, quote unquote. Um, but definitely as somebody who this is my first time doing full-time student ministry, it's very easy to feel like you have to have a hand on the ball all the time. Like, oh, if I'm not doing all the teaching, you kind of get anxious about it. Or it's, if you don't, it, there's this control thing it's easy to embrace. And then with that specific example with Brooke, right, um, 16-year-old girl, and the story of what happened there was there was this guy who was supposed to speak. Uh, he represented this publisher called Seedbed. He saw a video of this youth leader, you know, this girl preach, or speaking and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to give up my seat my preaching time because I want these people. And this is a room of 600 people from over 20 different countries. Like these people need to see what God can do with somebody so young with such a passion. Um, So that was a big gut check for me of like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Like this is not about me and not necessarily staying humble in terms of I have to be the one on stage. Like, oh yeah, it's our job is not to do the ministry. Our job is to equip the saints to do the ministry, right? Um, another big thing with that for me is there was this really amazing Gen Z breakout session. And one of the things they, that the guy talked about was the idea of sacred spaces. Um, basically breaks down to, and you can get, we can go into way more specifics of this than we should, but there's so much information being thrown at all of us all the time between, you know, but especially for these kids who are still learning good relationships with technology, if they've learned it at all, like they don't have a time when they just like sit around a table with their family. The devices are far off and we're just focused on the now. Um, And I worry sometimes that like, you kind of go crazy if you don't have that, right? If you can't sincerely just turn your brain off, be with other people. And we think that 
having the phone on the table face down is enough. But even the guy talked about like, no, 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 that's still a huge detriment to good conversation. So all that to say, like a lot of really specific and interesting insights on how to do ministry with this coming generation, helping them to turn tune out the world and focus on being in a community together. And we've had, Lauren and I have had a lot of conversations about how we want to get more into that. And the only other thing I'll say is like, one of the things that this conference did really well was they left space open for the Holy Spirit to move. I think it's really easy in worship ser- services and youth programs and stuff to schedule everything down to the last second. But one of the things I really appreciated was they were really okay with, hey, you know what? There's a bunch of people praying right now. Our schedule does not matter as much as what the Holy Spirit's doing. And you can just feel the Holy Spirit moving in the space because there are songs that we sing sometimes that you invite the Holy Spirit in, but are you actually leaving him space to move and to operate and do what he wants to do? Or again, are we holding everything so white knuckled that we don't leave him that space? So that's very informative for student ministry stuff for us moving forward. All right, pivoting away from missions and admin stuff and student ministry, let's talk about some personal takeaways, some stuff you're walking away as Barbie is walking away with this. Lauren is walking away with this. Nick's walking away with this. Not as much our areas of focus. Um, Yeah. Well, yeah, I had a, I think my personal encounter was probably even more powerful because I even spoke it, didn't I? I was saying, I think at dinner at one evening that how I'm not really good at hospitality personally, that it's really not a gift of mine. And uh, of course, that came up. Uh, one of the the speakers um, really hit on that. Um, and at the same time, I read a book on the trip on the trip about living scent, and I just really felt like God was really telling me very strongly. Um, you know, um, a- as I preach about, if you will, about living a lifestyle of missions, I am really good. I mean, I will go wherever He sends me. I don't have a problem with that. I'm good downtown. I'm good in Africa. Um, but you know what? I I you know, I don't know some of my neighbors, you know, and that's that really is what he drilled home for me that, uh, you know, mission doesn't have to be a hard thing. Um, it's really just um, just opening yourself up, taking a moment, um, you know, speaking into the lives of the people that are right around you, like literally loving your very neighbor. So um, we have a new neighbor that's already been there a couple of months, and uh, I've had good intentions. Um, so I'm going to be deliberate about that. And, um, and you know what, what if we what if we all do that? What if we just really deliberately love the people right around us? You know, um, I, I think a lot of times when people do think of mission, um, we do think of of going to foreign places or, you know, building something or some type of project. But, you know, it's really just just um, exemplifying Christ um, and building relationships where you have space to speak into the lives of people around us. So I'm going to try to be a better neighbor. <laughs> understand that completely. Lauren, do you have any thoughts on personal takeaways? Well, um, one of, we all did little individual workshops, and one of the ones that I went to, it was about telling a better story. And the primary emphasis was on being able to tell a story to people who may not be able to actually read or people who primor- primarily take stories from actual pictures and things like that. But the thing that I'm really trying to get to is um, 
the speaker told us, he was like, I want you to think of a story in the Bible that, you know, just ask the Lord, like, give me a story that is meant for me and something that is meant for my spiritual growth. And so I, I prayed the same prayer. I was like, Lord, give me something. And um, one of the things that I tend to lean towards just as a person is I don't have a whole lot of confidence in myself, especially being more new to ministry and whatnot. And so um, the story that the Lord gave me was the story of Moses and how with the burning bush, uh, Moses says, I can't go back to Egypt because I'm not able to talk. So like send someone instead of me. And Moses doesn't have that confidence in himself. And I don't know, just in thinking about that, I was like, that is what I tell myself so often is that, well, I can't do that because I'm not prepared for that. I can't speak well enough. Why don't you let Nick do it? He's a fantastic speaker because I tend to be much more of a, I like to stay in the background and that's where I like to do my thing. And it was just, it was very special to me because the Lord really spoke and was like, Lauren, like, you you are but one person. I'm going to work through you. It's not something you can prevent. I'm going to do it. So you need to have as much faith in yourself as you have in me because I'm the one who is putting forth this power in you. But for me, I don't know. It was it's a very interesting takeaway, but it was just to have more confidence in myself and that I can be a vessel who can be used for ministry. Well, and it, it's really funny that you you say that line about we'll just let Nick do it. And if there's anybody on this planet who has a more clear view of my limitations and how limited I am as a person. It is you, my beloved wife. So it's funny how we kind of do this thing where we put other people and we say, well, God, just use that person. But like, no, 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 like God, we're all on the same level of broken and, and equipped for the task. Right? You know, that's so interesting that that conversation comes up under the topic of missions, because I think that's why a lot of us don't go out and do. Right. We don't feel equipped. We don't feel enough. But there are so many places in the scripture where he reminds us that it's not us. <laughs> it is him, exactly. that he will give us the words. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Lauren, and I appreciate you being so vulnerable. Um, but I have to often remind myself it, it is in my weakness that his power can shine through. Right. And that's true for all of us. So um, we can't use that as an excuse not to go out there and be his hands and feet. He he will empower us. We just have to be willing. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and just for myself, personal challenge, like there is a common way of talking about missions where it's missions abroad and missions at home right? We should be serving Dothan. We should be partnering with ministries like the Harbor, like Love in Action, like Love Dothan. Like the, our place needs as much love and compassion and care, right? And that needs to be a huge emphasis for us. I think that at times I've been using that as a cop-out to kind of ignore the issue of, hey man, there's still how many thousands of people groups out there who have no idea who Jesus is, and and that can be its own podcast. That can be its own conversation. But there sincerely is a passion and a drive to either be part of that effort to go out um, or to support it. That's one of the things – I grew up in the Southern Baptist Convention, and I am – I love where I'm at now. I want to be where we are at as a church denominationally, theologically. But that was one of the things that I think – one of the things the SBC did really well is – Every church, the money you kick in is going towards that big mission thing. But I think that actually contributes to my problem because, well, yeah, let the big organizations take care of it. Let the heavy hitters do it and not what am I doing to personally support the message of Christ going out? Um, 
And that's just, the, and not just that, you know, you mentioned this with the hospitality thing. It's like, it's very easy to live inward focused in terms of I'm going to focus once I get home for the day, I'm going to get my laundry done. I'm going to get my, you know, all my stuff done, get my dishes done and then go to bed because I'm tired. What it's like, well, no, like what opportunities are there around us to move outward, to push and to really be the hands and feet of Jesus around us and afar? Because if there's, there's never been a better time to be a part of that with technology, connections, resources, all these other things. So kind of pivoting to our final um, topic for today, we've talked about takeaways for our areas of ministry, takeaways for uh, just for ourselves. Let's bring it home to here for our church. What's some stuff that in the future we'd really like to see God work in and do in our context? And this is going to be retreading some same ground. So I don't know if you have any initial thoughts. For me, um, I know we haven't done anything like this in a long time, but Barbie and I have talked a lot about doing a youth mission trip and just getting the youth more involved in missions. That is just something that has been set so heavily on my heart because I feel like, especially our kids, just with COVID and everything, they haven't really gotten the opportunity to go out anywhere. And it's fantastic that, you know, they go to the harbor super often, but just getting them more involved in missions here in Dothan, but also, you know, go ahead and giving them that kind of taste of going out and being true disciples to the world as well. Absolutely. And and part of that is, um, you know, it's about serving, of course, but when you get out of your comfort zone, you know, taking the kids um, wherever um, on a mission trip, um, it's a different level, you know, I Mm -hmm. mean, downtown um, is definitely an experience, but but just really getting out of our comfort zone and getting to a place where you just you just trust God. We don't we don't mm-hmm. know the culture. We don't know, you know. We're just we're just trusting Him, and He just can really wow us. <laughs> I tell you, um, we think it's about serving, but so many times it's us that's changed when we go. Right, absolutely. And and on top of this as well, I, I think one of the things that we could stand to do is as we're moving into a new chapter, as of Monday, we're officially a new domination. Less than a year ago, we had a very major leadership transition and and all that stuff's good and going well and healthy. But there's a big thing on us to ask the question, what's next? And I think it'd be so tempting and so easy to chart that course, to draw that map for ourselves instead of putting the work in. And I'm not just talking about the staff. I'm talking about the people of the church as well not what do we want to do, what's next for Covenant, but what does God have next for this community and how can we be a part of it? Um, you mentioned the Moses thing earlier. I think it's really funny that when Moses starts talking back to God saying, God, you're wrong, you somebody else, one of the first things out of God's mouth is, I gave you a mouth in the first place. Oh, and hey, by the way, you can use your brother Aaron. He's already on the way to meet you. Not, I'll send him a text and get him moving but God was already working in ways that Moses couldn't see to do what God called him to do. And I just really want us to be sensitive and to see what is God already up to around us in five years? What are going to be the defining traits of our church? What's the stuff that we're really going to value? What's the stuff that is really going to bubble to the surface? Not like what do we put on the pamphlet, but who are we really? And I think we're in a really cool place to, now choose to say whatever it is, it's going to be what the Holy Spirit has for us. Um, you know, cause it's possible to do church just based on programs with no Holy Spirit power and you're just doing it to do it. 
and I don't think that's where we've been, but I think that unless we choose at this point to follow the Holy Spirit and follow God, it's possible. I don't think that's what I don't think it's what's going to happen. I, I have a lot of trust in those with the perspective and the leadership who are having these conversations. It's just this is the moment to say we're on God's page, not our own. Well, absolutely. Just like the culture is so, like you said, turned inward on ourselves. I mean, that's that's just how it is, and um, we as a church can can fall right into that as well. I wish I had brought this book over that I'm reading because uh, I know I will do a horrible job of quoting it. Um, but basically it was saying that if, if we, as, as the church, if we don't go out beyond the walls and invite and bring people in, then we have to wait and expect them to come to us. Um, and it was basically saying that, um, we, we are the foreign culture. We are, they become the missionaries. They have to come into the unknown, into the church instead of us. Uh, yeah, I wish I could have quoted it because it's powerful, but um, I hope I conveyed it somewhat. But yeah, we've got to get out there and invite people and um, be the church yeah. and grow the church. And I think like my hope for Covenant would be that we could really lean into our mission statement, which is pursue God and unleash compassion. Because when I think of something being unleashed, I think of something explosive and that can't be stopped. And so I want us to have so much compassion for our local community and community beyond that, that it's something that it can't be stopped. And we're so, so passionate about it that that's all we can think about is just wanting to go out and give to our community and those beyond that. Well, and I think one of the things that I'm, I love that David Platt mentioned when he did his keynote thing is the church isn't going to be God's people unless they have a love for the unreached and a love for the nations. And I think sometimes we say that we have a love for those people when we feel an obligation to them. So I'm right there with you. That's the mission statement. Pursue God, unleash compassion, love God, love people. And I feel really good about that vision of covenant in the future. So thank you so much for joining us today. Again, this has been Nick Shepard, Barbie Nolan, Lauren Shepard. If you will tune back in on Monday, you'll be able to hear the sermon audio from our Sunday services. And we try to get these podcasts out every Thursday morning for your commute, whatever that looks like. Thank you again for joining us and have a blessed day.